0: Welcome to the Sons of Fantasy Football League Podcast, brought to you by the kind folks at Red Triangle Sports. Did I get it? Nailed it. Nailed it. Alright. Um as you can hear, Eddie Mitchum here with me tonight. How's it going, Ed? Great, Matt. Flying uh, one two punch This week. No shane. He's out there waiting for us to announce the two for one special, so we can put some some bills on it. Uh, out out in Vegas, obviously everything that's going on in Vegas this last uh, week, a little crazy time to be out there. Shane just got there last night, so I'm interested to hear from him what the mood in the town was like um, this week. But tonight it'll be good because there's football on tonight. It's Thursday night, uh, Patriots Bucks. First though, let's talk about week five in the Sons of Fantasy Football League. Um, First place I want to go tonight is take a look at the uh, standings and see just what stands out here in week five as far as where some teams are, where some teams aren't, um, anything that you weren't expecting, anything that you think you nailed. Uh, Go ahead, let let us in on what the curtain sees when they look at the Favre and the Elway?
1: Um, I don't know. I mean, it's too early for teams <laughs> to have been fully separated. But, I mean, both divisions are completely symmetrical through division play so far. Um, I don't know. I think I'm a little surprised that the Sea Wolves and Phil has his team up there at the top of our division. But I think... I think if I'm talking in terms of when we left the draft, I think he's done some nice things in free agency to build a huge running back core that we've talked about. So, I mean, looking at his team, it's not a shock to see that he's there, but I'm thinking, like, preseason expectations to where we are now. Yeah. Um, so I think that's a big one. Um, I can't believe that uh, Team Ice Cream 3-1 <laughs> and, and sitting on top of that division. It's just, i look at his roster and it doesn't make sense. Um, the hammer. I expected him to be there. Um, I think we expected you, myself, and Shane to be battling right there in in, in that in those spots. Um, so I don't know. I think the divisions are kind of set and and shaping up the way that we thought. I think they look the way we thought in terms of where the where where the good horses lie.
0: Yeah, um, well, a couple interesting things are, and I don't want to take anything away from the Seawolves and Ice Cream because they have been in the top half of scoring so far this season, but they're also in the bottom three teams for points allowed. So obviously that helps. They're uh, 10 and 11 from what I can see, and Mick is 12. So that helps definitely keep them up around 3 and 1. Whereas you have a team like Shane, who's leading the league in scoring, but has only given up 4.9 less than he scored, and he's sitting at 2-2. So, that definitely plays into it a little bit, what what your opponents do against you. It's nice to see you on the good side of things for once. No? But,
1: I mean... I'm surprised to see that the number's so low. That had to be Huh? Yeah. It hasn't felt that low. I think that's because of the 85-point performance I got this week in my matchup against me. You
0: you steamrolled whoever you played in Uh, week three, too.
1: I I scored 60. That was the the real bad. So the last two weeks has been bad. The first two weeks I faced... um, Stein had the huge week. Stein had the huge week, and you were like third or fourth in scoring, so.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, happy to see myself at 3-1. and one. I think you're relieved to see yourself at 2-2 two and two right now based on where you were heading into a couple weeks ago, so I agree. I don't think the standings are um, all that surprising. Obviously, we would have expected to see Abuseman Park at the top of the L.A. Um, or near there, except for the fact that David Johnson hasn't played since week one, so that's a, or week two, I guess he got hurt, it's a big deal, um, but not too much, I guess, to really talk about yet, but we are, I guess, through the quarterway mark through the season, four weeks through, 16 total, including championship playoff rounds, um, so still a lot of football left to be played, let's talk about the waiver moves this week next had quite a few, quite a bit of action on the waiver wire last night. Um, Bushman Park adds Latavius Murray for $41, outbidding Papakaz by $1. Papakaz had a $40 bid on Latavius, misses out on him, uh, but he does get Eddie Lacy for 39 bucks. Aaron Jones goes for 35 Um I had a $27 bid in on Aaron Jones, so Butler pulled that one out. Butler also had a $30 bid on Latavius Murray, so he was trying to grab a running back this week um, based on the fact that Devontae Freeman is on bye. Um, Still, Curtain had 26 on Murray. Bull Weevils had 22 on Jarek McKinnon, only player to bid on McKinnon, and that was also the only bid the Weevils made last night. I screwed up. I, sh- I wanted to put a couple more bids in, I completely forgot about it when I went to bed. Um, but looking at the prices, I don't think I would have gotten anyone that I wanted. I don't know if I would have went more than six for Gallman, and that's what uh so Mick got him for. So Mick gets Gallman for six bucks. Um what else? Rawls for five to Stiney. Eagles D to sure. Uh you got Eli Manning for two bucks and Alex Collins, one dollar to Beastman Park. Thought that was maybe the steal of the yeah. wire moves.
1: I originally had an Alex Collins bid in for, I think, like six bucks, so I would have got him. I didn't like um, or love the options of what I was doing to drop him. I had to pick up a quarterback this week. That's why I got Eli, and I really felt like I only had one droppable guy. I mean, Galladay's probably droppable, but I have so many running backs on my team that in the back of my mind I was thinking why add Collins and give myself one more decision to make.
0: Yeah. Has Galladay Look, has Galladay been on the field once since that first game?
1: I wanna say he played b two and then <laughs> missed three or 4
0: Oh, he's been hurt. He's been hurt, yeah. Oh, alright. I thought he just scored two <laughs> touchdowns and bowed out, went out on top.
1: No, I tried like how to sell him after that though.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um so I guess let's just get some thoughts here. Latavius Murray, forty-one, good bid there. You you are obviously high on him.
1: Um, I was also some that bid was also kind of trying to get a trade piece. I was hoping that some of the guys that are desperate right now, where they're approaching like win or go home territory here, are like hoping that some of them wouldn't go high on these bids for whatever reason and I'd be able to snag a guy and have another trade piece uh, when it comes time but I think uh, I told you that I thought bid prices would be high because I felt like some people were in that position where it's it's do or die time so they were going to make sure they got the, the necessary additions to try and uh, make a go at it here at last ditch effort so I mean it makes sense if Latavius Murray was your favorite of the guys to to go all in on him, so.
0: He's got the best matchup for this week, I think, against Chicago, so. Um. Well,
1: I mean, I think if you look at Scher's at yeah. roster, I think it's not even, like, Latavius Murray's going to be a bell cow on that team. <laughs> <laughs> to be able to get Chris Johnson out of your lineup, or Robbie Anderson, I mean.
0: Shots fired.
1: No, I just think that those are two guys that are replaceable with a, with a guy that's going to get, I mean, presumably... 12 to
0: 15 carries a game. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I'm out out completely on Chris Johnson. I don't need to see that anymore. There was a reason they cut him to start the year. Um, I still think Robbie Anderson holds some value, but um, it has to be the right matchup because they're porous offensively. So, But he adds Alex Collins and Latavius Murray to that team now, and um, maybe he's starting to make some moves. I, I'll be interested to see how Collins can hold up He hasn't been leading the team in snaps, but he's been leading them in carries. It's been kind of a weird situation, but the last two or three games, every time he's touched the ball, he's broken a big one every game.
1: (laughs) This past week, week, I think game flow got the best of him. Um, I think if the Steelers didn't jump out on them early, he was going to get a big workload. So I think this week in a game that they should have close, I think he gets a huge workload.
0: You know who they're playing this week? Raiders, right? Nice, yeah. All right, good thought you were just throwing that out
1: there. No. I, they're, I mean, they're playing E.J. Manuel. He should yeah. be they should be in the game.
0: Um, what do you think about Aaron Jones? He was a guy that I went out and got in just about every other league that I'm in. Um, I, he's the only guy I put a bid in for. Um, how, how do you feel about him? You, you did not throw any money at Aaron Jones, so he's not someone on your radar.
1: Yeah, I didn't. I think he's talented. I think he's ahead of Jamal Williams, but I just didn't like the long-term prospect of it. So... Um, I didn't really feel like I needed to get him to, to have like a one or two week spot start here. I didn't feel like that was what I needed with my roster, so I wasn't willing to even try to throw cash at him.
0: Well, that's why, that's funny that you say you didn't see a long-term play. That's actually why I went after him instead of everyone else, because we've seen now over the last year and a half that Ty Montgomery gets banged up, gets nicked up a little bit, so... I actually felt like he had, if any of these guys were to become a thing, I felt like he was going to be in the best opportunity of all of them if he was going to be the guy. So that's why I went there. But
1: Yeah, I mean, he certainly has the best situation team-wise and things like that, but I just don't feel like Montgomery ever really goes away, and I still feel like, unless he has something major, yeah. Uh, I just feel like he's always a guy that you're going to be like, all right, I can play him this week. And then, like, for two or three weeks, he's not really going to be a play, so you're going to be thinking about cutting them. Whereas I feel like some of these other guys will be more involved.
0: Yeah, no, I hear you on that. Um, I also have a little bit of a luxury right now to mess around and take some big risks because Alvin Kamara has been outstanding so far. So he gained an extra piece there. I think Rawls
1: for five by Stein is sneaky.
0: Yeah, it's good. It was a typical Shane move. Everyone's looking left, so Shane goes right and grabs a little, little small thing there and see what happens. Yeah,
1: Pete Carroll's pumping him up too, so <clears> we'll see.
0: <clears throat> what. I still say, I still say McKissick's the guy to own there, but. Um, The other thing I wanted to talk about was Bolad and McKinnon. He was the only guy that felt McKinnon was ad-worthy. What are your thoughts on that?
1: Um, I just I don't think he stays healthy, and I don't know what his role will be. I think he – I just – I don't know. I just think Murray's going to get more opportunity. Yeah. Any wrong on that. I don't think anyone really knows no. outside of the locker room where mm-hmm. it's going
0: to go. Murray should run the ball better. McKinnon used. To, people feel like he's a factor in the passing game, but with Diggs and Thielen and, and Rudolph, there's not enough thirds to go around there. So, um, are you in or out on Wayne Gallman? Just a quick answer, oh. uh. or just split.
1: <laughs> Yeah, I wanted, I'm in on Gallman as a player. I think he's good. I think he's talented. I'm just not in on the Giants offensive line in that rushing attack. Like,
0: ben McAdone can't figure it out.
1: Yeah. It's not good.
0: And why did you go Eli then? Just, I want to hear that.
1: Um, my quarterback's on bye.
0: Well, I, I, I knew that. I know that.
1: <laughs> I, I thought, uh, <laughs> I don't remember what all was out there. But I feel like...
0: Bursette was the top guy in terms of projections, I believe. But, yeah.
1: I think I think they can have their way against the Chargers. I think that could be a get-right game. Against they, them
0: have, like they have to throw the ball as much as they've been to be able to do anything offensively. So.
1: And that, they're coming along. I mean, the Chargers' pass rush is good, which is something to be worrisome for that Giants offensive line. But um, <clears> I don't <throat> think they're very good.
0: Alright, let's get into the Week 5 matchups here. <clears throat> I do have Shane's picks, so I will be throwing them out there throughout the evening. am going to start off with the... What division is it? They're, they're the Elway, right? We're the Favre? Couldn't tell you. Alright, going to start out with an Elway division matchup here. Ty versus Schurr. Start off with Ty's team from the franchise. How do you feel about Jay Ajayi the rest of the year? And what do you expect from him rest of the year? Um, it hasn't been good so far. I know you were completely out on him at the start of the season.
1: Yeah, I feel the same. Completely out. I don't think it really turns around. <clears throat> I was out on the Dolphins. A lot of people were talking about them being a playoff team. I never saw it before Tannehill or after Tannehill. Um just don't think they're good and that offense is really bad 7 points in 2 weeks and that came in the last play of the game meaninglessly It's the Jets so yeah they're not good he's not good he's banged up the knee's an issue It's. I don't think it's getting better
0: what's the deal with that offensive line I thought that that was like what their team built around last year they, they've looked poor I mean Cutler's been running for his life too
1: <clears throat> yeah not know I, I don't know they're just not the same yeah I guess I don't know but I mean even with that being said I mean Ajay did it in three games last year so yeah he only clicked three times
0: <clears throat> gotta have uh gotta have a little better effort in the passing game to be able to get him going I think so <clears throat> right now it just hasn't been forced to be happening do you like Hunter Henry this week um good matchup against the Giants? Giants have been getting destroyed by tight ends so far this year. Uh, where do you stand on Well, Hunter Henry just got cut by sure. so... I uh, guess we don't need to talk about Hunter Henry this week. It's funny, though, because later in the podcast, I had a question set up. Who do we like more, Safarian Jenkins or Hunter Henry? Sure dropped Hunter Henry for Safarian Jenkins. Who's going against Cleveland, who's allowing 20-plus points... He's
1: he's having a puppy dream right now. Like,
0: he's not, like, they're not even being
1: um, He's so, doing <laughs> The Browns
0: are allowing over 20 points per game to the tight end position. Safarian Jenkins gets them this week. Where do you stand? Do you like Austin Safarian Jenkins?
1: Um. Yeah, sure. I mean, I guess if we're going to skip forward to the question that was for later.
0: No, I, no, I, no, 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 no. I'm taking out Hunter Henry. We're going to talk about that one later. We're scrapping Hunter Henry for now and replacing him with ASJ. Do you like Schur's tight end this week is the question.
1: Yeah, sure. I'd like anything against the Browns. They're still putrid.
0: Me too. Uh, Safarian Jenkins, 5,500 in FanDuel. He's a lock. Get him in all your lineups. Um, Who wins?
1: Um... Well, this is interesting. The franchise doesn't have a second quarterback, correct? No, not right now. is not looking promising, is he? Or am I missing something there?
0: Um, he has not tested throwing the football on anything other than just standing there stationary. So, it's Thursday. They play Sunday. I can't feel like that's a good thing.
1: Yeah. Um...
0: He's got some droppable players, though, like Paul Perkins, so. Um, right. Rob Kelly, probably droppable.
1: I'll go with the Abusement Park. I think the additions he made helps him get snagged up here.
0: Um, I'm going to go with the Franchise. All right, let's go to the next matchup. Butler versus Fegley. Hammer versus Klan. Top of the division against the bottom. Is Butler going to have to upgrade the wide receiver position at some point? Um, Right now he's running out Randall Cobb, Emmanuel Sanders, Hogan, Amendola. Is that going to be enough to get it done, get where he needs to be?
1: I mean... Sanders has been good. Hogan's been great. Um, With the stable of running backs he has, I I feel like he could probably get away with what he has because I feel like Cobb can be a flex guy. I think Sanders and Hogan are good receivers and make Cobb a flex play. There's just not a lot out there. I don't think he can do it through the wire. No, definitely not. Um, And I'm not sure that making a move to sell off one of his running backs to get a receiver is the right move. I mean...
0: No, you'd have to go out and buy with draft cash at the deadline.
1: Yeah. I mean, if you, yeah, everything's worth doing that way. Yeah. So, I mean, everyone, every, we could say about anyone, um, if he does it that way, then, yeah, it's worth it. It's worth it for everyone to do that. But I think he's got enough to carry him to that point when there's clear sellers and you can do it with solely draft cash.
0: Yeah, and I guess, you know, I... I phrase that question, but you made a good point, something that I haven't think about. every Basically every week in the power rankings I've talked about how much Tom Brady masks the flaws on this team because of his ability to put up huge points in a six-point passing touchdown uh, league, but I'm giving no credit then to also the stable of running backs. The combination of those guys with Brady um, is what really allows Butler to lack what he lacks at the wide receiver position. And like you said, he hit on Hogan. Hogan's been outstanding. So uh, maybe he does have enough. I think he has enough to win his division right now. It's, does he have enough to come across and beat one of us? Um, we'll see uh, the next couple of weeks in the crossover matchups. Let's talk about Fev. Fegley's team. I feel like he has a winnable game this week with Devontae Freeman on bye going up against uh, Butler. Great matchup for Brady, Amendola, and Hogan tonight, but I don't think all of them can score. you know. And uh, Aaron Jones and Randall Cobb, both for Green Bay. Again, those guys can't score at the same time. So, I think this is a winnable game for Fegley. He's got some good matchups. His team actually looks okay. He's got Papa Kaz next week. Can the Klan get on a little bit of a roll here and get back in the playoff race?
1: Um I think so with these two matchups. I mean Freeman and Sanders on bye helps him immensely this week. That's huge. Um he's got he's got a nice core with Fournette Elliott, what Hopkins is doing. Um there's I mean, Benjamin's been okay, Calvin Benjamin. Um but I think he's a little weak there in the flex spots and things like that. So I mean with the two matchups coming up, catching Butler on the right week here. I I think he can win the next two games and get on a little bit of a roll. Um, I just don't know if it's sustainable much longer than that. Yeah, It's it's not very deep. He's got a decent core, three or four guys, but it's not very deep.
0: Yeah, and looking at his team now, looking at the bench, I feel like he should be massaging the bench a little bit more on this team. I understand why he has Ivory. Moncrief still carries some value. Uh, Matt Ryan Winston, he plays the better matchup. I'm okay with that. definitely don't see the need to have two tight ends, and Zay Jones is droppable in all leagues at this point, I think. So, you know, he should definitely be working the bottom of this roster because things flip all the time. Like you said, he's got a great core in Fournette, Elliott, and Hopkins. Uh, Jimmy Graham, I even like, like I said, I like Curse right now, being the main guy in the Jets. And Benjamin, if he's Benjamin, Benjamin's fourth or third receiver, that's a good situation, so he should definitely be working this lineup and getting some better players just to help fill out the bye weeks. Because right now, there's Jay Jones. You're you can't ever play him. Like if you had three receivers on bye, you would pick up three to play. You can't do that. So, um, but yeah, I think he can get on a little bit of roll, a little bit of a roll here too. I don't know what Papa Kaz's matchups look like next week, but he's hurting. I mean, he'll be the first one to tell you his team's in trouble right now losing Chris Carson obviously hurt he had to put the money out for Eddie Lacy um, it's not good there either so he can definitely be at 3-3 three and three, um, at the end of week 6 with uh, Sanders and Freeman on bye this week so it depends how bonkers Tom goes tonight who do you got winning this one
1: I'm gonna buy into your narrative and I'm gonna take the Clan. I think losing Freeman and Sanders is huge I, I think you're spot on with you know, three Patriot guys and two Green Bay guys. I just don't know if there's going to be enough to go around. Um, I think Fournette, I mean, the Pittsburgh run defense is putrid right now. Um, I think Zeke will get have a nice game against Green Bay, typically does. And I think Winston will probably light up. And maybe this might be the one chance you have with someone that can compete against Tom, maybe.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, I'm going to take Fegley too. Stein takes Butler. He always takes Butler every week. Loves him some hammer. Um, all right, Ed versus Phil. Curtin versus Wolves. Sea Um Wanted to talk about your three... I feel like you have three running back options to play. Uh, Bilal Powell, Garrett Blunt, Dookie Johnson. Who do you like more out of the three of them?
1: Uh...
0: Relevant to our conversation today about Legarrette Blunt, too.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I think I'm going to play two of them for yeah. sure. Yeah, I, I think Duke's the odd man out for me. Um, right. I, I wish Blunt were getting a better matchup in a week where Smallwood seems like he might not play, and he's going to be featured in the Arizona defense. But uh, I think Forte's not going to play, so Powell against Cleveland is juicy. So I think he's definitely my favorite. Blunt's two. I think Duke's probably the odd man out. Unless I make a rash decision to sit Doug Martin here before this game starts.
0: I got Duke one, Blunt two, and Pal three. Um, Cleveland's actually been decent against the run this year. I know their defense isn't necessarily great as a unit, but they've really been carved up more in the passing game, which maybe helps Pal because he's a pass catcher. But – um, I think Duke Johnson's proven that he's the clear best running back in Cleveland, something that I've been talking about in this league for about three years now. Once traded him with Demarius Thomas for Antonio Brown. Everyone laughed at me, but I told him Duke Johnson's gonna be good. So um God, I sound like the guru right there. That was terrible. Uh, Duke I like Duke. I like him this week. Jets' defense is terrible. Um, and I think Blunt is the always the best bet out of all of your running backs to score a touchdown every week. So,
1: Yeah, I'm just concerned yeah. the fact that Duke hasn't had more than four characters yet, but somehow he's managed to score rushing touchdowns. So, I mean, he's doing good things through the air and lining up in the slot. but uh,
0: He might be their best receiver. Like, their receivers are so bad.
1: I agree. I'm just concerned that if the touchdowns go away, I mean, he's yeah. kind of just a guy.
0: Yeah, he's a 10-point 10, 10 guy a week if he doesn't score touchdowns. Yeah,
1: which yeah. is fine for your flex, yeah. but I, I think there's better options for me.
0: I've seen Powell put up stinkers this year. That would scare me if I was you, um, but I understand if you play Powell. Let's talk about Des Bryant on Phil's team. Has he disappointed so far this year? I feel like he's been atrocious, but everyone keeps like talking about him a little bit. Um, He's had two touchdowns in weeks one, one in week two, one in week three. Week three only had two for twelve and a score, but he had Patrick Peterson on him, five for ninety-eight in that shootout last week against the Rams. I'm just worried about Dez Bryant as a football player. I feel like his career is winding down quicker than anyone would have ever thought. Um, but I may be a little harder on him than you might be. So what do you think about Dez?
1: Um, I think he's been underwhelming. Not excited about him. But I also think that he's been a buy low candidate. Um, because
0: I Matchups think he, have been tough.
1: Yeah, I mean, Giants... Denver, Arizona, Rams, like, that's that's a tough four-game slate there. Feels like Green Bay could be a get-right game. I feel like he shows up against Green Bay. Um, they've kind of had – they're kind of building a little bit of a out-of-division rivalry <clears throat> between those two teams with, like, playoff matchups, I think, each of the last two years, if that's correct.
0: Um, two out of the last three.
1: Okay.
0: Dallas didn't make the playoffs the other year, I think.
1: Right. So I mean he's got Green Bay, bye week, San Francisco. Um and then then they'll have the match matchup with Josh Norman.
0: If no, if Norman's back.
1: Yeah, well that's one, two, three, four weeks from now.
0: They said he might miss several weeks, so I don't know what several means. Several means a lot of different things, a lot of different people, but well, if
1: he's not back then it stays juicy. Yeah. But I mean um, then he then he's got some soft matchups later. So I think that he'll He'll end up putting up good numbers, but he's been underwhelming so far, but I think you have to look into the matchups.
0: No, that's good. That's why That's why you're on here. That's why I ask you the questions. Um, and that's why I answer second, because I get to listen to a smarter person talk, and then I get to respond. To, um, I guess you're just used to him being the target monster, but we learned this last year, and we should just remember the fact that Dak is not going to do what Romo did in forcing the ball. And I, maybe that's a good – maybe that's a, it has to be a good thing. Obviously, we all like Tony Romo as a quarterback. He was pretty good. Never got the Cowboys over the hump. Um, but Dak has been known to just make good decisions with the football. So maybe that's why he's more underwhelming and he's not living up to the name. You like the fact that he's had two touchdowns so far this year because I think that was something he wasn't able to do the last couple of years was get the ball in the end zone. Um, and, yeah, the matchups definitely are getting better here. So maybe he is a buy low. Maybe, we'll see. True or false, he finishes the year top 12.
1: I'll go false.
0: Okay. Yeah, I would go false too, so. Alright, who wins your matchup? It's a good one. Two, two of the better teams in the division. Um, the only reason you guys aren't the spotlight is because I feel like every week it's been some combination of me, you, or Shane in the spotlight game. So. <laughs> um, that's,
1: I think it's going to be an interesting one. I think both of us have some favorable matchups in some spots and both of us have some tough matchups in others. And they kind of come at different positions. Where I have good matchups, he has tough matchups and vice versa. So Um, I just think, I think that he has enough to get it done this week. Um, I think with Thomas and Breeze on by at the same time, it's, uh, hampers me a little bit, so I think, I think I might take it out here.
0: Um, obviously you hate playing against Bell and Hyde this week. They both have great matchups. Um. Diggs, good matchup that is good matchup marty bryant's at home uh marty bennett <laughs> don't really ever know when he's gonna hit i'm kind of out on tariq cohen for now just because i want to see what trubisky's gonna do with this offense um i'm gonna take the curtain i'm gonna say that you keep rolling Jane also took the curtain alright myself versus Bull um, are there any running backs that you would have over Todd Gurley right now in a dynasty format who, who would you rank over him in terms of players that you'd want forever
1: uh, players I would want forever I think I'd still take Bell for a long time um, gotta go
0: Zeke, I, All right? What's up? Gotta go
1: Zeke. Yeah, I think so. But I think another guy that I would take for a really long time is Devonte Freeman. Uh, Over Gurley. I think it's really close. I think. I think Freeman's is in the better situation for now, but if we're talking dynasty format, Gurley might be in the better long-term situation because they're only going to get better. Yeah. Whereas I think we're going to see the Falcons decline while the Rams are ascending. So I can see that, but I think they're close. Um,
0: McVay's outstanding.
1: Yeah, really good.
0: Um, David Johnson.
1: I think that's. I think talent level. I think it's really close, but again, same I feel situation hard to, though. Yeah, Cardinals are on their way down a big way. Um, and we've known that for two years now. So you get to a certain point where well, how much can you do? I feel like it's going to turn into um, where Todd Gurley becomes what David Johnson was last year and David Johnson becomes what Todd Gurley was last year. Yeah. Because teams are going to be in completely opposite spots very soon,
0: oh, I think. That's, good. that's a good point. Um, the only other guys I guess I would ask you, any of the rookies, Fournette, Hunt, uh,
1: Cook. I'd say no to not Because I, I think that team still has a lot to do. I still think the situation is better for Gurley. Um, I don't know. Cook's probably a close one for me too.
0: He was impressive before he got hurt. Very impressive. Um, and I, I'm I wouldn't put Hunt ahead of Gurley yet, so. I want to see I want to see Hunt do this the whole season. And he's in he's in arguably the best situation in football, being the lone running back in an Andy Reid offense. So it's great for him. Um, I guess I would have I would have Bell and Elliott over Gurley. That's about it. So. That was an interesting question since you and I were talking about dynasty, leagues yesterday. Alright, Bull bought Jarek McKinnon. We touched on it. I feel like he has to play him now because he went out and got him for 22 bucks. My question is, if does well, two questions. Does he have to play him? And if he does, who does he play him over?
1: I don't think he has to play him. I think he can wait and see. I think he's taking a shot on him to see if he can upgrade some of his flex spots here. So I don't think he's required to play him by any sense of the imagination, but uh, I think if he was going to play him over someone, I think for me it's Joe Mixon. I mean, what do you have? Seventeen carries for like twenty-nine yards last week. Yeah, they
0: they may have the worst offensive line in football.
1: It's just not it's not a good situation. It's, he's he's become the guy, but. That's not meaning much.
0: No, he looks like Cedric Benson in that old offense, 23 for 51 games.
1: Like it's not, a, it's not a great matchup against Buffalo. No,
0: Buffalo's good. I actually picked Buffalo up to be my defense for this week. I, I, I was high on Baltimore. I touted that pick when I grabbed them. Um, and I know they're going against E.J. Manuel this week, but I just feel like Oakland's going to run it right down their throats with, uh, is it Brandon Williams that's out in D-tackle?
1: Yeah, so William's yeah. outnumbered
0: numbers first name. Yeah. Sounds- um, he's outstanding, and the Ravens' run defense is just nothing without him. So They're
1: like I, 29th in the league right now. Oh, they're
0: just getting gashed every play. So I took the Bills. I like them against Cincinnati. Bills' defense has been great. Sean McDermott, defensive head, defensive head coach. Um, see what happens there. I would probably leave Mixon in and start him over Crowell. But I don't know how you can do that against the Jets. I guess Mixon, you're probably right. Mixon's probably the guy to be out. So, um, I would, if McKinnon's healthy, which he's not going to know until probably Monday, I would probably start McKinnon over Mixon. I don't know. It's a tough call. I just, I like that or matchup against the Bears. And um, I know Lack Murray's still a little banged up. So, who you got one in this one? Me versus Bowl. Bowl favored to win. Actually,
1: I'll take the dogs.
0: Me too. Clean sweep. I am. Uh, I am missing a couple guys on buy though this week. Missing Julio and CJ Anderson, my two uh, big acquisitions. So, all right, let's talk about Stein versus Papakaz. For Stein and the Go Homers. Big week for Beast Mode. Just kinda of talked about it.
1: Yeah, I think that's that run defense with EJ Manuel, and you'd think this could be the highest workload he's seen this season. So uh this might be one of his bigger outputs here in the early going. Um but yeah.
0: Let's talk about that workload that Lynch has been seeing. Uh, 18 for 76 in week 1, 12 in week 2. Ever since he started dancing on the sidelines in Oakland, making him fun of the Jets, he hasn't scored yet. He's got 4.3 points. They got bamboozled by Washington in week 3. And then a very tough matchup against Denver. He used to be able to beat Denver by running on them and not throwing on them. But uh, so far this year, it's been the run defense. It's been outstanding. So they're going to have to give him at least 15 carries to have any chance to beat Baltimore because you're not gonna let EJ Manuel throw it um, would definitely like to see him in the 20 to 25 range but Richard and Washington are good too that's that's another that's another part of this yeah so you have to get those guys involved if you give each of them five between five and 10 how many touches can you realistically have spread out amongst three three running backs and I hate to say this because we have Lynch in a lot of our season uh, in our best balls he's probably the least dynamic <laughs> out of the three of those guys Richard's lightning he's ridiculous um, Washington maybe not so much but Rashard's oh, whenever you talk about the three of these guys everyone always has Richard as the third guy like Everyone always has Washington as the handcuff, so. No. I
1: agree. All right. I'm
0: 6,100, I think, on FanDuel, though, so I will have some Lynch action going this week. All right. You went there last year. You and I made a deal. I traded you Will Fuller, sold you on him as a potential keeper. To get Des Bryant when you were, I think, one and four, one and five, um, he just picks up Will Fuller. He has two touchdowns against me. The Texans are rolling right now. Deshaun Watson looks like a stud. Back to this Will Fuller conversation. Can he be a keeper for Papakostas? Because when you look at that roster, there's not a whole lot there for next year.
1: There's not a whole out there, but...
0: Kelsey's his top trade chip for this year to continue to get players if he still wants to chase after this thing, but he's also his top keeper, so it's hard.
1: Yeah, and he's really kind of his only keeper. I
0: Unless think he, I think he could keep Stafford and just roll with it, but I know.
1: Yeah. Um, Wentz, too. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the two touchdowns saved Fuller four for 35 we're not even talking about if he doesn't catch two touchdowns but it was his first beat back with watson i think fuller i think he's interesting because of watson's legs a guy that's a downfield threat like fuller in those scramble situations gets a lot more interesting um I i don't think watson's impressive in throwing the deep ball but i think a lot of his will come in scramble situations um where he gets lost, um, how much he can rely on that, I'm not sure. Um, but we'll see how how they build chemistry throughout. Because I don't think Fool is necessarily a talented receiver. I think he's a a deep deep ball type guy. So we'll he's, see what he evolves into with Watson as they both try to grow together.
0: He's he's a Kenny Stills type. He'll be in the league for ten years. Because he's got speed and he's got a niche. He'll always have a spot in an offense because you need vertical threats. Um, it's, the question is, can he become more like a Deshaun Jackson than a Kenny Stills? Because those are the types of players that become keepers and high-end talents and things like that. So if I was Papa Kaz, I'm holding Fuller for the year. Don't move him. Don't drop him. See what he ends up becoming with Watson Got a good situation with Hopkins on the other side, decent running back in the offense. Supposed quarterback guru is a head coach. I'm not sure that's really the case. Um but it's worth seeing what you got there. So who wins? Shane versus Papakaz
1: They go Hummers.
0: I will take Stein as well. Clean sweep. Stein took himself. The first time he's ever picked against the Patriots, I think.
1: Um, Might be the worst throw of Tom Brady's career.
0: You're a couple plays ahead of me. Spotlight matchup of the week. Mick versus Spears. Uh, Mick's kind of turned it around a little bit. Uh, let's start off with his team. It looks like he, you know, he's maybe survived that rough spell. Is he able to keep that up and possibly contend in the uh, L.A.? You said Mick? Yeah. Uh...
1: I, like I really don't feel like anyone's out of it in the LA division. Um
0: He's only feel, two and two too, so don't yeah, don't mistake that. Yeah.
1: Um I I, I I stand by that. I don't feel like anyone's out of it. I mean his roster's not impressive looking at it, but
0: I see I, today I looked at his roster and I thought it was better than I thought a week ago. I don't know why I thought that, but
1: I don't know either because it's not
0: great. There's a bunch of players I like. I like Tate, Allen, and Adams. Like them all offseason. Like them, like them all the time. Um, and Jordan Howard's been good. And I think James White is an outstanding, definitely top 25 running back in our league where you get a half point for catches. So those are five players I like there. And Delaney Walker's got a good matchup this week. I think Braid's got a good matchup. Um, I don't know. No.
1: Sure.
0: Dude needs a new logo.
1: I see it. Yeah, yeah that, that was rough. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um. But yeah, he can definitely, I think, compete in the in that division. Like you said, no one's really out of it. So. For Spears' team, do you like Frank Gore this week? Revenge game against the Niners.
1: Absolutely. I think the Niners' defense is bad.
0: Yeah, like Gore this week too. Definitely going to find a way to get him into some FanDuel lineups there. Hopefully Spears can uh, find the time, time to get him into his lineup this week. <laughs> who, do you, who do you got winning this one? Mick versus Spears.
1: I'll go... Assuming he makes lineup changes. Spears.
0: take Spears as well. Clean sweep there. All right, still a little rapid fire. Who you got this week, Ben or Rivers?
1: Supposed to say the matchups, so I have to search.
0: Ben versus Jacksonville, Rivers versus the Giants.
1: Um, I'll take Rivers, and it kills me sad because I hate him. I'll take Ben at home.
0: Uh, Bigger game this week, Bell against the Jaguars or Zeke versus the Packers?
1: Bell. Jaguars' run defense is not good.
0: Got Bell as well. Uh, Like him this week. Like him a lot. Who do we trust more long-term, Amari Cooper or Martavis Bryant?
1: I'll go... Cooper, and I don't love it. I just think that he's going to get a lot more targets. A lot, a lot less to work with there.
0: Um, I'm going to go with Martavis Bryant. I actually trust him more, I think, long term. But doesn't mean I'm completely out on Cooper. Um, just completely scared off by Carr's health and how long this injury could keep him sidelined, so... Uh, bigger question mark in the health department at quarterback: Sam Bradford or Andrew Luck? Luck. I think it's Luck too, just mainly because he's more fantasy relevant. Um, and he, as he talked, he spoke yesterday, and he had some real damage in that shoulder. Like he had a, a really big procedure done. So it's to be interesting to see what he comes back like. Uh, more likely to be top 20 at season end, Tevin Coleman or Duke Johnson?
1: Uh, I'll take Duke. Me
0: too, Dukie. Uh Who do you like more this week? Austin Safarian Jenkins versus Cleveland or Hunter Henry versus the Giants?
1: ASJ. A- BJ, BJ Goods is back this week for the Giants. I think they sure up some of those tight end coverage issues.
0: Uh, I'll take ASJ as well, but I like Henry. I think they're both in play in FanDuel. Uh, who's going to have the better season, Devin Funches or Pierre Garçon? Garçon. I I feel like it's going to be Garçon too, but I just feel like Funchess may double him up in touchdowns. Yeah. Uh, who's more likely to be top five at season end? Charles Clay at the tight end position or Alex Smith at the quarterback position? Charles Clay. I think it's Clay as well. I think he's uh, he's going to have a nice year. We talked about that in the AFC East preview. All right, give us a two-for-one special. Ooh,
1: two-for-one, two-for-one. Give... Yourself a roll on. One. Not a lot of dogs I love this week.
0: Yes, for um, first-time listeners, that's the key of the two for one. Got to be a, uh, got to be a dog.
1: Packers plus two and a half against the Cowboys.
0: Uh, my computer just died. Uh,
1: and Buffalo plus three in Cincinnati.
0: Alright, we got Packers plus three. Two and a half. Two and a half, sorry.
1: Doesn't matter. These are outrights. Outrights? I mean, that's what I usually shoot for, but I take covers.
0: (laughs) Uh, You hit both of them last week. Outrights? Um, I don't know. Uh, I think you did. The Lions beat the Vikings. And the Eagles won. I looked at it and I'm like, how are they both underdogs? They both should have been favored.
1: That's what I'm that's what I look for every time I do the two for one.
0: Packers plus two and a half, and what was the other one? Sorry.
1: Uh Bills plus three.
0: Love that one. Why do people still have any confidence in um the Bengals? All right, how do you want? To, do you want to skip old predictions tonight? That's fine. All right, we'll skip old predictions, but we do have to go into our best bets. So let me pull that up here. Right now, I am six and three. Shane's four and five, and you are also six and three. Shane gave me his for the week. Let's plug his in first. Give us a little bit of time to review here. Shane's got, and you can you give me the spreads on these? Mm-hmm. Um. He took the Bengals minus three. So go ahead, young man. We just talk about that one. Um. Arizona.
1: Plus six and a half.
0: And they got the Eagles this week. Yeah. And the Seahawks.
1: Plus one. God, they are
0: getting points. This uh, love with the Rams has gotten a lot out of control.
1: Yeah. All
0: right. Let's get ours in now.
1: I'll do Kansas City minus one.
0: Chiefs minus one for Ed. All right, I'm gonna take uh, Panther. Or no, sorry, Lions minus two and a half. You got two and a half.
1: Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah. I'll do the Jets and a pick 'em and Buffalo Cluster. All
0: right, I need my last two here. Um, I'll take Minnesota minus three and a half. And what do you have that Steelers line at? The what? Steelers.
1: Eight and a half. I'll
0: take Steelers minus eight and a half. All right. So those are our best bets for week five. Lions, Vikings, Steelers for me. Bengals, Cardinals, Seahawks for Shane. Chiefs, Jets, Bills for Eddie. All right. Um, anything else for the good of the order?
1: Yes, sir.
0: No shirvey tonight, night. No bold predictions. We'll have that back next week when Shane's back in town. Otherwise, it's a big week. Looking forward to it. A lot, a lot of movement to lot, happen. A lot of good matchups. A lot, you know, last week a divisional play. Lock and shake out, so I'm excited. Excited for football week Sunday. Well done. How was that, good?
1: Well done, yes.
0: All right, uh, wrapping up the Sons of Fantasy Football podcast brought to you by Red Triangle Sports. I'm your host, Matt Kozlowski. Thanks to
1: Eddie for joining me. Shane, we miss <laughs> you. And we'll talk to you guys next week.